0: Hi, I'm Sophie, and it's so lovely to be back at CE, albeit in a virtual way this evening. We're continuing our series in CE this week in Romans 8, and tonight we're looking at verses 26 and 27. So if you could turn with me to those verses, that would be great. Starting at verse 26. In the same way, the Spirit helps us in our weakness. We do not know what we ought to pray for but the Spirit himself intercedes for us through wordless groans. And he who searches our hearts knows the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for God's people in accordance with the will of God. Do you ever feel like there's so much going on in your life? You just do not know what to say in prayers to God. When you haven't a clue and it's those moments that you're at a loss for any kind of coherent thought, You just don't know how to articulate your thoughts and feelings, and to be honest, you've come to the end of yourself. I definitely have those moments. As Christians, prayer is hardwired into our very being. It's something that we need, but it's not just Christians who turn to it. When we see terrible events happening somewhere in the world, we quickly see individuals joining in prayer. In the past, we have seen pray for Paris, pray for London, and currently pray for Taiwan. While C.S. Lewis was experiencing profound grief as his wife had the bleak re-diagnosis of cancer, he put it this way. I pray because I can't help myself. I pray because I'm helpless. I pray because the need flows out of me all of the time, waking and sleeping it doesn't change god it changes me prayer is vital in this passage we see three characters firstly we see the spirit who is helping us in our weakness and interceding for us then we see ourselves as people who just don't know what to pray for and finally we see god who is listening to our hearts recognising the Spirit's intercessions and acting upon them. So what do we learn from these verses? This passage focuses on a neglected insight into the ministry of the Holy Spirit. The Christian life from beginning to end isn't about doing the best you can after conversion, not at all. It's about God's power made perfect in our weakness. We're never promoted out of weakness, even in prayer. And if this is so, we can admit how weak we are, even in prayer. The spirit helps us in this weakness, and we are so blessed to have an intimate and personal relationship with him as a result of that. This passage shows us that God will take you beyond what you can explain and cope with. We don't live by explanations and we don't live by coping devices. We live by faith. Do not expect God to wait until you have enough understanding before he stretches you beyond your capacity to pray. Equally, don't worry about finding the right words to pray meaningfully to God. Here we see that a longing or a yearning or a heart cry is enough for God. God not only knows you, he also understands you. Even when we don't understand ourselves, he takes our groans and knows exactly what they are trying to say. The faintest whisper of our hearts is both fully known to God and fully useful to God. And our incoherent groans will be used for his ultimate purposes. How amazing is it? that God perfects his strength in our weakness, even in prayer. Thank God for the indwelling of the Holy Spirit and his nearness, intimacy and readiness to help us in these moments. Praise God, our future does not stand or fall on the brilliance of our praying, but on the all sufficiency of God. I want us to be encouraged as we read these passages. A lack of self-understanding is not a barrier between us and God's help. When there is no more cleverness, no more answers, and we come to the Lord with nothing but need, it is there that God meets us in our weakness. When we are reduced to helplessness, the Holy Spirit will help us, and amazingly, he makes his own appeal on our behalf. So when you come to those times when you just don't know what to say, rest assured the Spirit will translate our struggles into his own intercession with groanings too deep for words. During the week I work in Parliament in Westminster in London and it might be a surprise to many to know that Parliament starts every day with a three-minute prayer. Since around 1558, the House of Commons and the House of Lords starts every morning with a prayer. This isn't broadcasted and it's not something that you can witness unless you're in Parliament itself. But for nearly 500 years, prayers have been directed to the Lord, asking for the Spirit's help for those in positions of authority who need to be helped in their weakness. I'd like to leave the main prayer that's said in the House of Commons with you. Lord, the God of righteousness and truth, grant to our Queen and to her government and to members of Parliament in all positions of responsibility, the guidance of your spirit. May they never lead the nation wrongly through love of power, desire to please, or unworthy ideals. But laying aside all private interests and prejudices, keep in mind their responsibility to seek to improve the condition of all mankind. So may your kingdom come and your name be hallowed. Amen.